Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so excited to have you guys here today because we have a very special guest with us. We have Miss Michelle Henderson. She is a psychic medium and she is the author of the book Spiritual Nurturing for Intuitive Children. And she is here today to talk to us all about how to help our children who may have been born with some psychic gifts and how we can nurture those gifts instead of shutting them down or making our kids feel bad about having them or maybe scared about having them. So I cannot wait to talk to her today. You're listening to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast Series. I'm sharing relatable stories of freedom seekers who ditched conventional office life and courageously asked for more. The energy just completely shifted. My entire being just felt so free. My business was still generating income while I was on the beach. I decided to quit and just stay at home. I really can't work for anyone but me. It's literally just doing whatever the hell you want to do. As for me, I'm your host, Sam, and I've spent the last four years creating a business that allows me to work from anywhere. The freedom lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? Thank you so much, Michelle, for being here with us today. Before we get started, because I'm super excited about this topic, um, I would love it if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and then how did you get started helping children nurture their abilities? Absolutely. And I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Um, Well, just to short and sweet, um, I've always been an educator, worked with children, have always been an advocate for children. And so, but when COVID came, of course, I was not working in the school district because everything shut down. And I, I knew that I'd always been a psychic medium but I've never really announced it to the world. I've kind of kept it hidden because it wasn't really accepted. And I've gotten to the point in time where, you know, if I'm going to come out, I need to do it now. And especially during COVID. So I took all these classes to help me kind of tune in uh, to my gift and to really accept it and meet other people that were going through the same experience as I was, which is so rewarding. So that's, that's how I became out of the closet as a psychic medium. You know, COVID hasn't been that good, but to me, it's been great for spiritual awakening purposes. And because I went through classes and everything, I thought, you know what, I've worked with parents, I've done um, in-home parent training with parents uh, who have autism children, because uh, I was also a behavior analyst. And then I just had this, I just knew that I had to write a book to help these children out with psychic abilities, because a lot of the people that I met at workshops, a lot of them went through the same experiences saying, you know, when I was a kiddo, I had all these uh, spiritual events happening. I had my grandfather coming through and my mother would say, oh, that's not your grandfather. It's just your imagination. So they said, that's when I had to close it. And I felt really conscious about it. I felt embarrassed. So they were afraid to be shunned and looked at differently. So after hearing so many stories, I thought, you know what, I need to write a book about uh, how to help these families accept and nurture these abilities instead of looking down at these children. So that kind of led me onto the journey of working with these families with children. 
That's awesome. And I love that you did that because I had kind of a similar experience growing up. Um, I, I think it was my guide, one of my guides that I would just talk to all the time and I could see her, nobody else could see her. And my dad was like, yeah, you had an imaginary friend or, you know, they would say that's just your imaginary friend. And even not too long ago, my dad said, oh yeah, you had an imaginary friend and said the name of the imaginary friend that I had. And I was like, yeah, I don't think it was an imaginary friend. He, and so he finally made that connection. Yeah. So how old were you? Um, whenever I was talking constantly to what I think was my guide, I was probably three or four. Oh, you were, yeah, you were little. And that's, I think when we think, oh, it's absolutely normal. Everybody does this, you know, that type of thing. So how adorable were you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so does your dad, does he accept your ability now or what does he oh, think yeah, about yeah. it? We, that's one thing that's kind of bonded us as I've gotten older is, you know, he's told me stories about, well, I never said anything, but there was this time when he, um, he had like an eerie or weird feeling that something was off or something bad was going to happen. And then he found out his dad died. So, oh. yeah. So he, he said that since then he thinks that he has abilities as well, but he just didn't, it, we grew up in a religion where that was frowned upon. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I agree. So I did too. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That religion made us who we are today. Exactly. So I still, you know, um, embrace where I came from. So I, I think that sometimes spirit has a way of wakening us up, like yeah, what you're, you know, unfortunately, what your dad went through, but it kind of gives you a different perspective. Mm -hmm. going, there's, there's much more out there than what we anticipated. Now, is your spirit guide still with you or, or has she moved on? Um, I don't think that particular one is, but now I have um, other guides who are with me. Um, and I, the way that I connect is through just knowing. Yes. So I'll just have thoughts pop into my head and it's not necessarily like I can see them or that I hear them. I just will have a thought pop into my head. And I used to just think that it was just my imagination. But right. No things right. that would be correct. And I'm like, there's no way that I would have known that and not even something you could have guessed with. So when I connect to people, like if I do readings or if I do Reiki with people, I connect and get information that's kind of like information is like downloaded and I just start blurting out everything that I'm getting. And right. I don't right. Even you always yeah. know if it's making any sense to people, but um, oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's how and it works for me. Isn't that interesting how when we're younger, um, a lot of people do say that they've seen their spirit guides. And I wonder if, you know, you didn't have that shun of imaginary friend, if you would have kept that going. Yeah, I wonder I that know. too. I often wonder that. I think it may be because there, I mean, there have been times when um, I have seen spirits, but not when I try to, you know what I mean? It's not, oh, they do. it'll just yes. be yes. randomly, like out of the corner of my eye before mm -hmm. I've seen, or I've been asleep and I wake up and I actually see a vision of the person standing right there, but I know I'm not asleep. It's not a dream or anything because then it disappears and I'm awake and I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've had the, I've actually had the same thing when I was pregnant and you know, when you're pregnant, you're just totally open. I was pregnant with my youngest 
And like you said, I woke up because I felt a presence beside me. And I saw this little girl with a baseball hat on and I reached out to her and then she disappeared. And I'm just thinking, I think that was my, my daughter when she was younger. Cause she uh, yeah. does come across as a tomboy. Yeah. And I thought, I think that was her soul connecting with me. Wow. That's interesting. I've had experiences too, where I wake up because you feel the bed, like it feels like somebody got up off the bed. Yes. And it's just me. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) it was just here. (laughs) But you know, and you know, it is a fear factor. And I think a lot of people do tend to be afraid of it because it's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. So I've now I've, I've come a long way, um, accepting it. Mm-hmm. And I think once you accept it and you're just, you take it at face value and start working like what you do with your energy, when you start working with it, it's like, it just grows mm-hmm. and you can, it's like, oh, that's just, it becomes a part of you after a while. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think that fear keeps a lot of people from being able to connect because they're afraid of is you hear stories about spirits that are not friendly or this might happen. And so I think we get those, those thoughts in our head that bring about the fear that keep us from actually being able to connect. And so that's one of the things I think that you work with kids too, is to help them to not be afraid of what's happening to them. But how would you, you know, if you had adults out there listening who say, I know that when I was little, I was able to connect, but now as an adult, I cannot. And maybe it's that fear, fear of being judged or fear of connecting. How do you tell someone maybe to, what can they do to let go of some of that? Uh, Exactly what you said, let go. (laughs) (laughs) They've got to let go of that fear. And I think it becomes a time where you really want to become a part of it. And it's just your soul talking. So number one is just know that you're safe and that you are in total control. Because as soon as it starts scaring you, that's when you can say, okay, right now I need to stop. And I know that through meditation and working with that energy, like what you do, that's really helped me. Um, But you are, you're very vulnerable. And you talk to them like you're, they're your best friends. I mean, it's, it's, you know, like I said, you're, it's becomes a part of you, but I think talking to other people too, that are experiencing the same thing, maybe signing up for, you know, a developmental circle, which what that is, is whenever mediums get together, psychics get together and they practice, they do exercises on how to control, um, the thought process or connecting in with the divine or with spirit and doing those readings. And once you find somebody that's been through the same thing, I think that's when people really start embracing it. Yeah. Because you have that, you know, you have that support that you need. So the number one thing is just go and find somebody that really, and that's what I did in my twenties is I found a medium that walked me through it. And I kept saying, I keep hearing voices. And I said, it's like my own voice. And she said, that is mediumship. They are talking to you. (laughs) And it's like, oh, okay. So, yeah. So I think that's That's what I need to do. You hit it on the head with that too. Practice is one of the biggest things because it's sort of like, you know, if you want to become the best athlete, you have to go out and practice each and every day. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the same thing with this, because at first I couldn't tell the difference between 
what was my thought, what was not my thought. And then I got to where I could definitely tell things that were popping into my head. This is not my thought. This is not coming from me. Absolutely. And like you, like you said, excuse me, practice, practice, practice. And I think, um, that's when you start knowing how to control the thought, you know, when you go, okay, that's not me. That's somebody else that's talking. It just becomes redundant, you know, after a while. And I know whenever I first started doing mediumship and I started bringing in loved ones, it was like water torture. You know, you get some information from the other side and then it stops. And that's when my, I found out that's when my ego was getting in the way because mm-hmm. I started kind of getting afraid. Well, what if I don't get any information? You know, that type of thing. Oh, that's so yeah. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're I think having we might have some spirits people. playing with us for right now. Those of you who, if you're watching on the Patreon page, you can see this. But if you are not watching on the Patreon okay. page, Um, Michelle's camera is doing weird colored lighting and then just went out and. Yeah. And I'm still here. (laughs) I'm just having to switch cameras, but that was, yeah, it was was nice and pink. (laughs) Yeah. So that was good. They were just wanting to get in their, their two cents on that. I think. Right. (laughs) Saying, yeah, you don't, you know, you don't have to worry about water torture. They are there. And (laughs) I think after a while, once you start knowing that they are there, they don't have to make their presence so loud. Yeah. And they're just available at any time that you are. Um, but, oh, I know what I was going to say when people watch TV, that pretty much ruins it because a lot of psychic mediums that are on TV, it's all staged. And so I think a lot of people go, well, they can't, it just comes natural to them. Why do I think it's going to be natural? And it's like, everybody's got this ability. And if you have that intuitiveness, you definitely have that ability. And it's just, you have to trust in the process. And just like you said, work on those skills. Because it's like anything else, like riding a bike, you need to know how to do it. And once you go, you'll never lose it. Yeah. And don't be discouraged if you're practicing with people and you give them something you're getting and they say, no, I don't know, because it might be that they're just not making the connection right then, or you're not presenting it in a way that maybe they would understand because that, that happened when I was practicing, I was in a mediumship course and we were practicing back and forth. And this girl is saying, yeah, there's something about bunnies. I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. You know what she's talking about? She's like, I, I have to keep telling you bunny and then your grandmother. And I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. All right. Later that night, I went to my aunt's house and she had a picture of my niece who was named after my grandmother in a picture frame. And right behind it, right beside it were two bunnies. And the picture frame said, I love you and two bunnies. And then it said Virginia on the back. And that was my grandma. I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. But it did not make sense at all to me when she right, was giving me right. a message. But later I was like, oh, that was spot on. Oh, that is, oh, that is so, and that's good that she made that connection. And then it's like, oh my gosh, that was actually my grandmother talking through. Yeah. But yes, anytime I start reading, I always tell my clients, it's all in the interpretation. And then sometimes if you don't understand it, you might like you said, an hour or two, or maybe a next day, but I always try to record my readings or write down things for them so that they have the notes. I used to hate those notes, you know, like you said, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And to me now, it's almost like a gift because it's like, I interpreted it sometimes a little bit differently than what the client would. 
And, but whenever you get a yes out of it, it's so much stronger, you know, and, our, and they'll go, oh, that's exactly what it was. So I don't know. It's just so much more powerful. Yeah. Those no's used to be scary though in the very beginning. Yeah. And they shut you down. And that's when, yes. when you hear that no, your ego steps in and it's like, you're not any good at this. You're not really doing this. And that's why we <laughs> have to, you have to learn to put your hand over your ego's mouth and just be like, shut up. <laughs> See, if you're listening, everybody goes through it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And I love um, one of the Zumba instructors I watch sometimes in workouts who had a shirt on and it said, um, ego is not your amigo. <laughs> and I love that. I was like, I need that shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> something that keeps you going. And you know what? Really mantras or a saying or something, a word that you can kind of help your, because I used to do it on sticky notes to kind of help motivate myself in case I started getting that ego in the way. And that, that way you kind of, it's kind of like a trained muscle. You do know how to get it out of the way. Um, and knowing how you get that information, like you, what you were saying is you don't see things. You cannot compare yourself with another medium. So, because God gives you, or the divine gives you, uh, everybody different skills and there's a reason for it. So like you see the energy and you feel the energy and sometimes I feel it I also get it in pictures and symbols. And also when they talk to me, you know, with mediumship. Now, when I do psychic reading, it is all assembles, but sometimes I do get words, and I think it's from their spirit team that also talks to me as well. Yeah. So, but but there again, don't compare yourself with other mediums or psychics. Because, you know, you'll go, I wish I could do that. Well, you just go ahead and strengthen what you have. Yeah, exactly. And be patient because it does take some time to really hone that skill. Um, and don't, you know, that whole everyone having perfection, right? I have to wait until I'm perfect to try this out or to work with others. Don't do that to yourself because that just keeps you stuck and keeps you from moving forward because you're never going to be perfect. And that yeah. isn't really a thing anyway. So just jump right out and get started and find people you trust that you can work with and, and practice because it's, it can be a lot of fun actually. It actually, yeah, it actually is. And, and you get to know a lot of people and I mean, the healing that goes involved in it too, the healing is what really makes it worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Because people need to hear the messages that come across. And especially when you're working with people who have loved ones who've crossed over and maybe they didn't get to say what they needed to say or, or right. thought someone felt a certain way about them and then they realized they didn't. So that's always, that's the part I always like to watch whenever I'm watching people do their work too. I think it's really neat that they get to help in such a way because how else would you be able to get that kind of closure? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it isn't an interesting too. I tend to get a lot of teachers um, as clients, educators, <laughs> and so, or nurses. And so it's very interesting how you get somebody that you're reading for, or you're trying to help heal that are going through the same experience as you have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's just awesome how that works. Yeah. I mean, I'm a teacher too. So I, I kind of get that too, where I get a lot of clients who are very similar in doing either my personality or doing what I do. So I think 
That's really interesting. I think energy aligns a lot of the times with the same. same. I agree. I agree totally. Love that. So um, tell us a little more about your book. So you wrote it to help parents who yes. are helping or have children that they've noticed have these abilities. And that's the greatest thing you can do is just to ask more questions and not shut down your child right away. Because I, I've seen so many specials that are really interesting about things children say to their parents. Mm -hmm. that you're like, how could they even know that or come up with that? And I had that experience with my daughter when she was a baby. I was uh, rocking her to sleep one night and she was pointing behind me. She was, but a, she was talking. So she was over a year old, mm -hmm. um, probably almost two. And she said, Papa Phil, Papa Phil, which is what she called my dad's partner. And I'm just thinking, okay, you know, and he's alive, like there's nothing wrong with him. But yeah. we get to my grandma's house and she points to a picture of my grandpa who died before I was born. And she said, Papa Till. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I've since then had another medium tell me that um, my grandpa was always around my daughter and me a lot, which um, I don't get that as much anymore, but I, I did get that a lot because I would just smell cigarette smoke. Oh, right. Nobody around. And right. I right. smoked, but I'm like, there's nobody around me. And this is very weird. Oh, and I bet, I bet, because you're in the business too, were you in the business when your daughter experienced this? No. This okay. So this was kind yeah. of a, no, a rude awakening for you. Yeah. 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 I've always been interested in it and fascinated by it, but I was not in the business yet at that point. Well, that's good. At least you're interested because what I always tell parents is number one thing is you need to listen to your child and really, and don't react in a fearful way because that's when they become afraid of it. Right. And a lot of times when they're in bed too, spirits will come and visit them like us at, you know, when, when things are slowing down, we can hear them, we can feel them. And so can children, but what the book mainly does, it's, it's a, it's a guidebook. And it's, it's parents can read it, but it's, it's also for light workers who are actually working with these families and so that they can develop a plan for these families because every family is going to be different and experience different ways. Just like we, we talked about when uh, we have grown up in a community of churchgoers and this is like a no-no, you know, to go to. Well, that's one thing that is brought out. You really need to look at what what practices the family does spiritually or even religious wise so that you can kind of see their point of view of what is going on and then it has exercises that you can do and a lot of the exercises are things that us as mediums psychic mediums do anyway but i brought it down to a level for the children um, for more imaginative, more playful, uh, more creative. Um, it's like, you know, we learn yoga one way while well, they learn yoga a different way, you know, and you know, this as a teacher, you're not going to tell a child, okay, let's get in this position in yoga. And they're going, what the heck is that? Yeah. So it's like, if you do downward dog, then, okay, we're going to pretend that we're a dog and we're going to get down and we're going to bark. And, and just doing yoga and working with energy in the very beginning um, is so important because that way they can control that energy and know that they're okay. Because, you know, when spirits are around, you feel that energy shift. 
And so do they. And of course, meditating. Um, And then if the children have a difficult time explaining what's going on, you can use like puppets and they can be the third person and they can talk about their experiences. And sometimes that will bring out things that you didn't even know about. And then using crystals. Some some kids love to hold rocks and that kind of gives them that security. And, um, and just because crystals, you know, there's different crystals for everything <laughs> and there's for different children. But anyway, so the book kind of takes you through different exercises towards the end. It talks about cases of, of children, like this child went through this, this, and this, and the family believes in this, what would, what would you do? What would you develop? And then it has a plan that somebody could put into place. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, so it's just kind of taking you step by step how to do that. And then it also talks about those uh, wonderful uh, mediums that are out out there practicing about their childhood stories, about what they went through. I love that. Um, I think it's so interesting when you read what other people have gone through. And then as you're reading, a lot of people feel like, well, I'm not alone. Other people have had these similar experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the same thing with families. Hopefully families will be able to find each other so that they can support each other. That's really important too. It's important to have that support because as we talked about earlier, if you put fear into your child that what they're doing is not normal or it's not supposed to happen, they tend to shut that off. And Mm -hmm. I know personally, I would really have loved to have not had that shut off for me because it takes a lot longer to develop that when you're older, like anything else, you know, I mean, you can learn a language now too. It's easier when you're younger. Absolutely. And I think too, I think we're kind of, I think it's being accepted more and more um, with each generation. And I think with you know, I hate to keep going back to COVID, but I think a lot of people are searching for something now because that was kind of like an awakening for all of us. Yeah. And so I think it, I think people, more and more people are beginning to accept this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just now, what do we do after we accept it? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And I think you're right too. And I think, um, well, I mean, I've heard for years, the veil is thinning. Yes. And there are a lot more people who are experiencing, you know, seeing spirits or hearing things. And, and I know personally in my own life, I definitely have. Um, my mom just passed away a few weeks ago and my daughter was on her way home and she has Spotify. Of course, she listens to it as she drives. And my mom used to sing Patsy Klein all the time. And she sang the song crazy. She loved it. It was like her favorite. She used to joke that she sang it more than Patsy Klein did. And that song came on my daughter's Spotify. My daughter does not listen to country music oh, at my all. So the- oh, that, <laughs> what a beautiful gift that your mom gave her. Yeah. Always, rem- you know, that is awesome. And for her to accept it too. You know, yeah. not only do, does, she, does the spiritual event have to happen, but she needs to accept it, which it sounds she like she did. immediately texted me and said, Mom, I'm never going to believe what happened. That was Nana. It had to be Nana. Oh, that is, that's beautiful. 
Absolutely. Now, did your, does your daughter still have, besides that, does she um, feel like she's intuitive like you? She doesn't ever talk about it, but I think she is. And I think that she's definitely empathic for sure, because she's choosing to go into social work and she wants to work with foster kids. And so to me, um, I think people who are very empathic tend to go into fields more like that, which is why I went into teaching because we want, just want to help people. Like we know the pay is not going to be. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we don't go into that. Yeah. Go into no, you know, it's not gonna be, we're not going to be rich, but. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that you want to help people and everything. And yes. And I agree with you. Um, Because I think a lot of educators, you know, have that intuitiveness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times it's a part of them and they don't really think about it, you know, and not meaning that they have to do readings for other people, but it's just, I think that's great that they can connect with the kids. Yeah, it definitely helps, you know, in that field. And you can definitely tell when people get into the field and have no business being in the field at all. Oh, <laughs> they don't like no it. connection there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm just here to teach content. <laughs> okay. Maybe don't do it at the high school level. Like go to college. Oh, right, right, right. A little <laughs> bit older. That that's very yeah. true. Well, you know, and let me tell you an experience I had with when I was working with kids with autism. Um, I didn't realize what was happening until I started doing research for the book. Um, and I found out that a lot of kids with autism, especially if they're nonverbal, they can telepathically talk to you. And I'm going, oh my gosh, it's exactly what happened when I was working with a couple of my kiddos, because it, and it, it's not like it was words, but it was like you said, feelings, mm-hmm. you know, I think our energy were intertwined and I just knew what this kiddo was needing. Yeah. Um, being nonverbal. So, yeah. So I, I think that's what can happen with a teacher and a child is the same thing as our energy just kind of mingles. And one thing that I've always heard and believed to be true is that when we're on the other side, that is how people communicate is telepathically. And so children, you know, are born with either if they are artistic or whatever, they have those abilities. It's almost like they're more, um, I I don't know how I want to say it, like more designed for that level, like the spiritual level than this physical 3D earth level. Right. And that's where there's so much problem, I think, um, you know, assimilating here. Right. Because it's like they're still so very much like a spiritual being rather than like a 3D earthbound being. Does that make sense? Yes. It's almost like because it's like their neurological system is a little bit different than ours. Mm -hmm. So they may be even and like my my mother-in-law would always say they weren't they're wired differently. You know, and I always I don't want to mean this ugly way. It's almost like a robot is wired different way. You know, humans are. And, um, you know, because computers are built to do different things sometimes. So which which is the same thing for humans. So I can completely. Yes. So I know exactly what you're saying. And I think too, um, a kiddo with autism, a lot of times I would work, be working with them and they would look off in the distance and they'd start laughing. And it's like, you could tell that they're looking at something uh-huh. and it's like, what are you looking at? So you knew yeah. something was there, but of course I can't tell you, you know, right. Like right. Yeah. 
And I, I've heard that too, that um, some children do have gifts and abilities like that, but again, not really knowing how to verbalize that or right. get that out. Um, and I worked with a child once who had night terrors a lot. Oh, right. And right. I think the night terrors were seeing things there, but not again, unable to really express what was happening. So, and that, that was very frustrating for the parents because they're trying to sleep and they don't know what's going on or what's wrong. And yeah, um, after doing a session with me doing Reiki and just talking and asking them to ask Archangel Michael to come in and to be with them. And um, then that parent said, he slept through the night. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, good. See, yeah. and, and it just, they're trying to communicate. Yes. And sometimes that can come over strong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but that just means that that child has a strong ability at the same yeah. time. Absolutely. My, my son, I mean, he's 31 now still has not terrors. And, and I, and I said, well, you know, we talked about it and he said, yeah, it's one time there was a, a Indian girl on my chest, a native American, I'm sorry, a native American. And I said, well, did you ask her what she's wanting? And he looked at me and goes, why would I do that? <laughs> you know, I don't think it yet. So I think he's accepted it, you know, for what it is. And, um, but yeah, he has not tears all the time. I wonder but, if that's past life too. And it could um, be. Yeah, because my niece had night terrors one time. She, well, all the time when she was little. And she asked if I could do a past life regression on her. So I did. And she's also terrified. She was terrified of flying. She did not want to get on a plane. So right. we did a past life regression and she was in a plane crash. Oh, wow. And okay. She saw herself. And so after we did that past life regression, she was able to get on a plane. <laughs> I had, see, I never even thought about that, but it could be maybe things that, you know, um, he had in the past life, Yeah, you know, maybe people he knew or events yeah, that were going on. Witnessing something that happened that was traumatic to him in the past life that is coming, but like coming up now, um, yes. because sometimes we have patterns of, you know, lessons, things we need to learn that we bring through in each lifetime. And if we don't resolve it or don't learn it, then kind of, it can come back around things kind of show up like, Hey, you need to work on this. Right. I see. I would have never thought about that, but you were right. I'll have to ask him that. See if he wants to go through. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he'll, you know, it, again, I think people, um, connect with it when they are ready. So whenever he's ready, I'm sure he'll, he'll talk to me about it. Yeah. And it's, um, it's like you said, people get to that when they're ready, when they want to explore things. And that's when a lot of clients come to me is they'll say, well, I keep dealing with the same issue and I'm wondering if it's related to a past life. So they'll do a past life regression. And oftentimes it is, oftentimes they will see the exact lifetime they needed to see that helps them realize, oh yeah, it's this pattern that I keep repeating over and over again. So, so how long have you been doing that? The past um, life regression. Excuse me. Um, I've been doing past life regression for about three years now. Okay. That is that that's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And I became really interested in it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. When I was watching a show that was on, you know, what the way that I was brought up, we did not believe in past lives at all. Oh, right, right. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> and so that was a new thing to me, you know, but I 
when I heard about it, I thought, you know, that sounds interesting. I, I don't know that I would totally discount that. So I started reading books and doing more research. And so one of the shows that I saw was Past Life, Who Was I? And this doctor actually did hypnosis on people. So he completely put them under. What I do is not that. You are in a uh, very deeply relaxed state, but it's not hypnosis where you don't remember what happened or you're, you're awake and you're the one, they're the ones remembering the past life, not me. I don't have anything to do with that. Oh, right. And, uh, right. They would have people who would be speaking other languages and oh. they would wake up. And one, it was a language that people don't even really speak anymore because it was like a tribe and a certain area, like they actually had to do research to figure out wow. where this woman was from and, and the language that she was speaking. Another woman spoke fluent Spanish and then they brought her back and she's like, I've never taken Spanish before. Oh, right, right, right. So it was just interesting and people could tell you all about the region where they were from and they would go and do the research and they would say yeah they were it was accurate for that time wow yeah. yes yeah oh that's so fascinating see you never know what what we'll start talking about we could just talk <laughs> for days exactly <laughs> yeah it's so very interesting so um i love that and i love that you're helping people do that what is what do you think is the most common issue that parents have when they are realizing maybe that their child might have some gifts? I think it, it, it almost stems from exactly what your dad went through. You know, I think he, to me, I think your dad was wanting to accept it, but he just didn't know how. And I think that's the big question is the education behind it. Um, especially if they are not a part of spiritualism themselves. And they may have the gift, but they may not have looked at it or brought it out or anything else. So I think it's just not knowing what to do next, the next step. Yeah. And, um, and then sometimes just being afraid. You know, I don't, maybe a lot of times I'll have grandparents who have had the gifts, but they were shut down because it's something to be afraid of. And so what I've been hearing is we're not going to deal with that at all. We're going to, you know, carry on. This is your imagination and let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> and then that, you know, so I think that's a number, yeah, a couple of scenarios that they go through. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it can be very scary as a parent and especially if you're a little bit uncomfortable or don't haven't experienced that gift yourself. And even if right. you have, you know, there are all kinds of factors that go into that. But I love that you are working with people and helping them and helping their children. That is such an Thank awesome you. thing to do and yeah. so needed too. So very much yes. needed. It's very rewarding, very <laughs> rewarding. So so number one thing I just, I, you know, of course I've been in this business forever. <laughs> so it's, it's just a, something, you know, when you, again, everybody has different skills that they use. And um, I've talked to several psychic mediums and they go on, Oh, I'd never work with children. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, well, everybody has the different skills that they have, you know, born into. Yeah. And um Personally, for me, I do like working with children. I think children are just 
so innocent and amazing beings. And so it does take a special skill, but that's awesome that, you know, you're able to do that and able to help them really. And I learned so much from them, you know, yeah, it's almost, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's almost like they're giving me a gift of allowing me to come and work with them. Yeah. And their parents. Yes. <laughs> So if we have any listeners out there who would like to buy your book or they want to follow you, what's the best way to do that? Okay. Well, they, okay. To buy the book, it's actually on Amazon is the best place to go uh, to find the book, but to follow me on my website, it's www.michellehendersonmedium.com. Awesome. And they can actually, if they're not for sure about the book, they can actually get a free chapter um, on my webpage. Nice. And then determine if it's meant for them or not. Because, you know, not every book is meant for everybody. Right, <laughs> right. Right. No, that's great that you can go and get the free chapter. And we'll have the link in the show notes, too. So you can go there, especially if you're driving right now. You don't have to worry about trying to get there. Oh, no. Yeah. Go back later in the show notes and click on it and, and get to her website or to Amazon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. This was such a great conversation. So interesting well, and so much you. fun. Yes, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yes. I always like to ask our guests to leave our listeners with a little nugget of wisdom they can take with them for the day. So I'm going to put you on the spot now and ask you oh, no worries. any advice you can leave with us. I love, I love inspirational messages. So hopefully this will resonate with your audience, but I just feel like find your unique self and follow that follow your own spiritual journey don't look at other people and go oh maybe i need to be like them find your uniqueness and your true self and embrace that and nurture it because okay. life becomes so much more rewarding when you do yes absolutely i just did a podcast episode for my patreon page about how when you are more authentic, you call in more authentically your tribe yes. that align with you. So awesome. That it can be scary, but advice. do it. Yeah. <laughs> love that advice. And I love everything that you're doing. So thank you so much for being here Melissa. with us today. Well, thank you, Melissa, so much. I've learned a lot. <laughs> well, you are welcome. Thank you. And I want to thank each and every one of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Also, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on social media. All of my links are in my show notes. And if you want to work with me, you can also go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all the services I offer. You can even book a discovery call with me. It's totally free. We can connect and see how my energy might align with yours. I am hoping that you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.